no ketchup, no ketchup. Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Ketchup Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Ketchup available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Ketchup is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Ketchup. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. NFL Week 1 in the books. We got to close it out with, of course, Monday Night Football Nathaniel Hackett. The new Mike McCarthy. We're gonna break that down. <laughs> We're gonna break down Russell Wilson's whole the, the whole scene in Seattle last night. We need to talk about. We're gonna then get into the good and bad of NFL Week One, and of course, we're talking for quite a bit about the Chicago Bears. That W in the rain monsoon. Apparently, there was a lot of coaching up going on at halftime. That's why the squad looked different. Flues. Flues. We got to talk. It hits. You know what I'm saying? Hits. We got to talk about it all, man. Hits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no catch-up. Sports talk via Chicago. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? Man, how we feeling? I'm good, bro. What's going on? Man, not too much, man. Not too much. What a week. Good. What a weekend. What a week. What a week. What a, what a, what a week. Weekend. What a weekend. What a sports week. Love yeah, it. man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun across the board. NFL is fully back. Back. I had a strong opening weekend, and then I was kind of dull. Not. I was kind of dull last night, which was uh, unfortunate. But I was a lot lighter last night than I was over the weekend, so it was still a great weekend uh, overall. How'd, how'd you do with the teenagers this weekend? Did you, did you do? I only took one game, and it was USC, so I covered okay. that. So nice. yeah. Man, I was. Oh really yeah, you were worried about that nine and a half, right? Yeah, yeah for a second I was. The little yeah. back, the back door was wide the open. The back door was wide open. I, was, I told you, I told you, you were open. good. They were up twenty and you were sweating. Yeah, so good. I was sweating that a little bit, but other than that, everything was good. I t- I sent you the winner, but I didn't fire on it on the Texas. I said, "Yo, take Texas first half. That's the lot. Fourteen yeah, points. Yeah, that was the that was well, the, I, pick. the un- I didn't take I it myself. Under- I took the t- I took the, t- the the game total under though. For, I'm sorry, yeah. the first half first half game under and uh, first half game under that. was could, good. Yeah, yeah. So what a crazy game! I, you know I don't you know I don't watch. Dude, the there's teams. a lot of crazy. I don't games. watch the kids too much, but that Texas Bama game was wild. Um, yeah, there was a there was a lot of very crazy questionable games. calls going on over there. Um, but yeah, good weekend overall, man. Yeah, overall it was a lot of fun. Should we get into it? Should we get into this Monday Night Football talk? Yeah. Because, oh, you also threw me the you also threw me the layup on. Uh, I'm gonna fuck up his name. Alcaraz. 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 Oh, that was oh, a layup. Man. I told yeah, you, I, easy man, layup I told, on that one. Yeah, I told you, man. Up four in the morning watching it, but yeah, easy. That dude is different, man. Yeah. He's gonna be. Mark, write this down. Carlos Alcaraz gonna win 15 plus majors. I'm gonna tell you right now today. So is he? Uh, is he the guy who's gonna take the torch from this this great era? Oh, he's of one Nadal, of them. Federer. He's Djokovic. one of them. No question. Yeah. He's going to be number one in the world or number two. He's going to be top three in the world the next 15 years. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of navigate around that, right? Because they've had crazy stars for like the last 20 years between those three guys. And obviously it's winding down. Um, you would think it's winding down uh, for guys like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. But yeah. Yeah, no question it's winding down. For sure. You saw it. They had, none of them were playing. Yeah. The Joker thing is interesting because he's essentially giving up a shot to win majors to not get vaccinated, which – who, where can he not play? Can he not play in any major? He, he can't play in Australia and he can't play yeah. here. Okay. So that's two of the majors. And then he, the, you can the, play French, Wimbledon? the French is not his surface. He's not a clay guy. Yeah. And yeah, he played Wimbledon one. <laughs> so like him not playing in these are big for a lot of other people. Right. Like someone's like in the US Open, someone's going to have to beat one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time on his favorite court, which is a hard court. It's right. really difficult to do, and they don't even have to play it. So, yeah, it's big. 
I think and, that's why. That's him, why. And Kyrie dying on that hill. Well, that's why <laughs> Nadal. That's why Nadal was trying to, you know, pick up some of these majors, which he did. He won yeah. the Australia. He won the French because Djokovic's not around. There's no Djokovic in there. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't have to worry about that. He beat he beat Djokovic in the French, I believe. But yeah, All right, let's get to the NFL though. NFL talk. NFL Week One. Let's talk Monday Night Football last night. Let's talk about the beginning. Now, listen, man. I actually really like Russell Wilson's game on the, on the field. <laughs> and I've never loved him when he, you know, when he would get in front of the camera and do a lot of Bible thumping and a lot of God, 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 like extra God in your face all the time. You can believe in God or not. Whatever. That's not my, I don't, that's your decision. I don't care if you're religious or if you're not. I just, it, it, it bothered me that it was in every sentence that he said. It's like, how you doing today, Russ? How's the playbook look? You know, God's got the playbook locked in. We're good to go. Like, it was just, it's like, it was too much. I was on page 216 of the playbook. It reminds me of John 216. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. John, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, John 316 is the play that, you know, like, it's God's favorite play. It's like, all right, bro. Like, okay. So, <laughs> so then favorite. he kind of he tailed off that. He doesn't do that as much as he used to back in the day. But now it's like everything this guy does is for the camera. I've never – what I saw pregame yesterday was something like I've never seen. Yeah, that was wild. We know and he knows that everyone is talking about his return to Seattle and at every single opportunity, every turn, he made it about him on the pregame walkout, dapping up his teammates. He then goes in the back after the – after he breaks everyone down, he goes in the back. I think he meets with the quarterbacks. He ducks his head. He's, he, he has like a prayer with them. He yeah, comes what was out, that? yeah, what was that? I don't know. He comes out pregame. He has his headphones on. And he's standing in the middle of the field this, yeah. doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. With his eyes closed. And, you know, people might say he's just vibing with the music. It's cap. It's all to be seen on camera. Then he comes in pregame. In a fucking chrome tuxedo, yeah, like he's going, like he's going to the fucking Oscars. He looks like a bozo. I, I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. He, he is very much wants to be the center of attention. Yeah, across the board, especially off the field. Have you ever seen a quarterback? Yo, swap jerseys. Cool. I've never seen someone go to the 50. Hey, hey, directly on the 50, by the way. He's right, on the yeah. he's on the low. Yeah. Swap jerseys, write a paragraph. A paragraph. Take, stop. Stop and take a bunch of pictures. Bro, get this guy off my TV screen. After especially a after a loss. I don't want to hear about this guy. A loss in which you didn't do shit. Ever off the field. Like I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm. That's the that's my that's where I'm at with Russell Wilson. So I think it's really funny that all this happens after the conversation that we had last week, where you, you know, you were talking about how you think Russ is a phony, how you think he's a diva behind the scenes, and I couldn't agree I mean, more with everything you just said. And I think the best comparison is like, look at last year when Brady went back to New England. If anybody deserves the fanfare, the hoopla, the celebration, all that going to their former team, it'll be Tom Brady versus the New England Patriots. That man didn't say a damn thing. You know what I mean? He dapped up a couple people, probably maybe took it in behind the scenes, but there was none of all that. To the chrome tuxedo like he talked about, to the standing in the middle of the logo thing, or standing out there before pregame, um, to the writing a fucking soliloquy to, to DK Metcalf on the back of his jersey after the loss, even down to the press conference, man. Like, let's talk about that, right? Like, I know everybody was joking about the let's ride thing. But since when does everything he says sound like that? Like, did you hear him? He'll be like, yeah, man, we, we were trying to win the game. Like, everything has this, like, <laughs> like go back. I was, I was noticing it, dude. Like, that's how he talks now. He's like, yeah, yeah you know, my, 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 my 10 years in Seattle, they were great. But, it, you know, it, it feels great to be back here. We accomplished a lot. And it's like, what? What? why does he talk like that? Like, yeah, the whole thing is, the like, whole thing was overly insane. constructed, overly, like, calculated but it's corny like you said it's the, just tuxedo, the tuxedo was super corny like you knew that as soon as you walked through security there was going to be a camera waiting there for you and you walk in in a super bright tuxedo a tuxedo 
with sunglasses on look like a clown. So, yeah, you're 100% right. And then the after the game shit to me was completely wild, especially after a loss like that. If I'm him, right, and I'm reading all the reasons that you left Seattle, then what happened at the end of the game is the exact type of shit that should piss you off and have you storming off the field, right? Not staying there to sign jerseys. You say you talk to DK four or five times a week, right? That's what he was saying the other day. So you don't need to give this nigga your jersey right now. You'll see him. You talk to him. Bro, don't talk address. to him in the tunnel. Don't talk to him in the tunnel. Yeah. Like, the whole thing was wild, man. So, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. I mean, it's... Um, like, it's... last night was kind of my breaking point with Russ Wilson. I'll oh, my gosh. Beyond, I was snapped yeah. in Over. half, destroyed. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I can't... Because I'm a big... The I'm voice big thing rock. is what really got me. Please go back and listen to his interviews now. Everything is like this. <laughs> what? To give it to him one more time? <laughs> we, had to, we had to throw the ball. <laughs> it, was a, Listen, it, was a, man. it was a great game let's ride <laughs> like, it, it was it was way 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 too much i can't get behind it i'm not yeah. behind it and that's what that's where i'm at because i'm a big fan of his on the field i think he can sure. play ball but let's talk about nathaniel hackett mm. now the reason russ wanted to leave seattle and by the way, excuse me, he didn't say anything to uh, apparently pregame. He was dapping up everybody, but didn't didn't say anything to uh, our boy, the the the, uh, the bandit, the bandit, the bandit. <laughs> Remind Thief people who night. don't know who the bandit is. Pete Carroll, the bandit. Pete Carroll, man. The bandit. Le- hey, left, left, <laughs> yep, left USC as the house was burning down. He walked out the back door and took a flight to Seattle. Strolled out. <laughs> Strolled too. out. Oh, didn't it's even kinda, run. It's kind of hot in here. You know didn't what? run fast. Either. I don't know. There might be so, a fire downstairs. I'm getting out of here. Didn't say what's up to Pete Carroll. They were on very bad terms on the way out. And I think, and if you and if you were on Twitter last night, a lot of his ex-teammates were tweeting stuff out like, yeah, like, this guy, nobody likes this guy off the field. Richard Sherman said that Hackett was adjusting to his personnel. <laughs> like, nobody likes this guy off the field, bro. Yeah. It was just, it, it's it's very plain to see he's a diva and extremely fake and whack off off the football field sure i know no more of this forget about you know how people call are calling him corny yeah he's just whack he's, just he's whack. not cool it's not, forget about being corny he's just a lame he's not a, like he's just like not a like cool dude like the dude is just whack period point blank that's it so we okay no we should know when his teammate took his chick man if someone wasn't right shout out golden uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> hey, Tony Parker, them. Tony Parker, them. <laughs> hey, the Notre Dame boys different. Man, Golden Tate. Yo, Golden Tate. He, yo, he can low key play ball too, man. Yeah, I like nice. Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate was State. nice. Golden Tate was decent, man. All right, let's talk about the the, the clock <laughs> management issue because that was beyond egregious. That was not. It was. It was agreed to be putting it extremely lightly. I, I, I don't know. One of the worst. One of the worst. It, it, they have three timeouts. They run the third. They run the third down play. They have three timeouts. It's one on one on the clock. Maybe one eleven. I think actually. Then they run up to the line. They have, they have ten seconds to figure out if they're going to run the play or not. Right. It's fourth and five. They come up to the line. Hey, if you want to catch the defense off guard and have them not know what they're doing or don't switch the personnel, then go up and run the play. Fourth and five, bang, run it right there. Okay. But if you have any, if you have a smidge of you don't know what you're going to do or you're not, you, you don't have a plan or you don't have a play in place, it's a, hey, the thing about this quick is this is an easy decision. This is not like a muddy, like a we time. could do here. Should yeah. we set, like, what do we do type? This is a very easy decision. Timeout. That's it. You have 55 seconds. Timeout. Let me decide what we're going to do. Then, if for some fucking stupid reason you want to kick a 65-yard field goal, then run him out. I guess the confusion was – now, I'm going to try to be nice here. I guess the confusion is he wanted to kick a field goal the whole time. So he didn't want to kick a field goal with 55 seconds. You understand what I'm saying? Because then if they missed the field goal – or say they hit the field goal, then they still have time left to go down. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I so, think in his – I'm just trying to figure out, like, what he's thinking. So he wants to run the clock down at the line of scrimmage? So he wants to run the clock out. But that's not what 
But but I, what else could it be? Like, because like, he's it was wrong. Cl- but that's not what happened. What happened is they could not get a fucking playoff. They couldn't snap the ball just like they hadn't been able to the entire second half of that game. If you watched it, there were several times where like, okay, qu- a lot of quarterbacks make pre-snap adjustments. You're telling guys go over here. They looked it lost. seemed to me like every single play, Russ had to tell the other 10 guys where to go. He's pointing at the center yeah. fan doing this, pointing at the tackle doing that. Wide receiver over here, running back, you come over here. And it wasn't like some Peyton Manning, Omaha, Omaha shit. It was more like, guys, where are you going? You're supposed to be over there. Yeah. I don't know what this is going on. It's almost like they were unprepared on offense. I have never seen a team look like that on offense as far as that much confusion pre-snap. It Every single play, they were running it down to one second on the game clock. Yeah, every sorry, play. On, the, on the play clock, every single play. And Joe Buck was talking about it. Aikman was talking about it. Then you get in that spot, and it's the same thing. It's not like Russ was up there standing just letting the clock go down. They couldn't figure out what they were going to do. You waste 25 seconds doing that, right? And if your plan was ultimately to run down some clock and not give a lot of time for them to get the ball back yeah. and score. because that's like then, the only thing I could think okay, makes sense. Then run a running play and try to get a couple yards closer so it's not a 64-yard field goal. No, it's, it was, it's fourth, though. Oh, that was fourth down. Okay, you're right. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. I'm just but trying to way, figure out but, like what, what else it could be, but – it but, seemed like they were going to try to run a play, then didn't, and then, yeah, it was a lot of confusion. But either way, like, and then you, you, you that's the decision you come to is we're going to kick it from 64 yards out on the road when we have Russ And by Wilson. the way, he he just missed that motherfucker. He did just that thing. But even if they, even if they <laughs> yeah, hit that. I, when he hit that, I'm, when, he, when he kicked it, when it came off his foot, I'm like, oh, that's going in. Even, even if they hit that, it's a terrible call, right? But it's just compounded by the fact that Throughout that entire game, that team looked disheveled from the play calling. The play calling, I thought, in a lot of spots was awful. The play calling on that drive was awful. Well, I texted you I texted you before it started, and I was talking to my guy, Max. Shout out, Max. Big Broncos fan. He said, look, man, this team has never played together offensively on a football field. It's a new offense, new head coach, new everything, and they've never played. Didn't play all preseason, didn't do any of that. So this was the first time they were actually getting a full, actual, live, on-game situation type of thing. Sure. And it showed. No question. Oh, it showed. It showed terribly. But, I mean, but even even with all that under consideration, I get that, right? Like, there's obviously going to be some growing pains, and I think you saw it with several teams around the league. That was past that. That was full incompetence. Yeah. That like, was incompetence. That yeah. was incompetence. Like, that. that's what I'm saying. Even before – going for a 64-yard field goal, the second-longest field goal in NFL history. <laughs> Even before that, I was saying in the group chat, this guy Hackett is, is crazy. What are, what are these play calls? What are some of these play calls that are going on here? How do you get inside the five twice and fumble it? And the, and the, look, look. And the second fumble the second fumble was because of why? Because they couldn't get the play in. Yeah. They snapped it with one second left. Running back gets the ball, doesn't know where to go. Fucking defensive lineman's already in the backfield. By the time you snap the ball, because you guys don't know what you're doing. Russ is literally telling each player what to do at the line of scrimmage. And again, it wasn't some pre-snap read, Peyton Manning, brilliant shit. It was, these guys don't know where to go. You literally had five linemen. I've never seen this. Five linemen turned around looking at Russ Wilson. Yeah. Pre-snap. Five of them. Five. What? Okay. I'm I'm doing what? Is the pass or a run? Okay. You know, like I've never seen anything like that. That was going on all game. Yeah, it's um, I I said this before going into the game, and because this is real, I all I'm always interested to see, cause you know, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Packers. So you hear that on surface, Born and on you're like, "Wow, this guy!" But Matt Lafleur is designing the offense. He's calling the offense, and the quarterback is the most talented guy in the history of ever to play the position. So how much does Nathaniel Hackett actually have to do with what's going on in the success of Green Bay's offense? Similar to when Joe Judge gets a head coaching job, and he was the quarter special teams and quarterback coach or something in New England, and he's under Belichick. And he's under Josh McDaniels, and it's like, does this guy even like do anything really? Right. And, and, and when I say do anything really, it's like I'm gonna need to see this translate to actual 
on-field production because I don't right. know how involved this guy is on offense when Lafleur is the orchestrator and then the trigger man is Aaron Rodgers. Right, 100%. And, and look, man, you can be as good as you want to be with X's and O's, right? You might be able to get on a whiteboard and draw up all types of shit and all types of concepts and all that, but head coaching in the NFL, more so than anything, right? We see it with guys like McCarthy. We saw it with our guy, Anthony Lynn, when he was in the Chargers. Remember him? <laughs> um, it really comes down to... <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Please find that clip. It was the greatest clip ever. Shout out to Anthony Lynn, man. Um, he's catching strays today for me. <laughs> uh, man, um, yeah. But when you start talking about McCarthy, Lynn, these type guys, look, it comes down to clock management and situational football. And while Nathaniel Hackett might be a great X and O's guy, and he's great on the whiteboard, he's great in meetings, and he can break down film, it is clear throughout the game he had zero feel no for how feel. to run a game. No feel. And I get it's his first game at the helm, right, and you want to give him some some slack. But that was, again, gross incompetence. They yeah. should have won that game. There's no yeah. reason they should have won that game. I get the first half. 400-plus total yards offense. First half, Geno was incredible. But they didn't do shit in the second half. That game yeah. was for the taking. There was several times that they said, here, take this game. You can win. You can win, including both times inside the five where you fumbled. And I didn't like either of those play calls. Why don't? Why are we in shotgun all game? Put this guy under center, line it up, and go score the touchdown. I don't get this cute shotgun draw at the goal line shit. That's naggy shit. I don't get it. Look, Russ it's not that hard, man. We be, I know Russ likes to be in shotgun, but if you're running the ball from the three-yard line, Line up and give me some power football. Let me ask Easy. you this, especially with Javante Williams. That especially with Javante, but then, here's the thing: you go to Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he's so kind of there. He's kind of that guy down there too. That's over interesting. Over and over and over again in situational football situations, right? And 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 clock management situations, in game management situations, in field situations, that dude did not deliver, and it culminates yeah. with kicking the second longest field goal in NFL history <laughs> to win a game. With Let a me guy ask you this: never La hit above sixty-one. Last question. Yeah. At any, is there any situation where Russ looks over and it's like, "Hey, bro, what the fuck is he doing?" Time out. Yes. Does he ever override? Yes. Because listen, he has that cachet. It's the first game. It's your head coach. You're new. Everything is new. Keep that in mind. You think he has that? He could have been like, "Hey, man." What the fuck is this dude? Come on, so, bro. I'll answer this question for you by saying this. Take out the name Russ Wilson, right? Insert elite quarterback and say, would he do that? Would Aaron Rodgers do that? Yes. Did Aaron Rodgers do it? Hey, hey. Oh, I guess he didn't do Did it. Did Aaron Rodgers change yeah, it when they sent it in, in the playoffs? He didn't do it when they sent the kicking team in in the playoffs. But you feel me? Yeah. I think in that situation, you got to you gotta look at the sidelines and say, what's going on here? But here's the thing. He didn't have time to because they could not get the playoff. So he doesn't even know what they're trying to do. Rewatch that. It's the same thing. There was so much confusion at the line of scrimmage. But that's no what I'm what saying. Is it his? It, hey, yeah, call timeout. Yes, what the call, fuck yes. is going on here? Timeout. We, we have three of them. We have three timeout, time time out, bro. Timeout. What, what is going on here? Timeout. Yes, you understand absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it was, and again, with the way the game had gone. I would have probably had to take it over and be like, yo, it's clear this guy has no idea what's going on right now. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I'm, we're obviously not there, but I think the situation is if he feels like there's not clear direction, that's when you're like, yo, timeout. Yeah. Now, if the coach is telling him to do something, then it's like, okay, like, fine. I don't know if they were, it seemed like, it seemed like he was getting a play in his headset, was trying to call it. Shit was running out, and then it was just chaos, and they didn't know what to do. And I also Multiple think, times. listen, listen, let, and let's be real. I, I mean, and this is – Nathaniel Hackett's 100% wrong. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He had no awareness in the situation. That crowd in that moment, it's clear that motherfuckers are, fl are flustered by that. They don't – people don't know what's going on. The, t the clock is running out. People are trying to get lined up. It's a tough situation to be in, but the problem is. But we knew that to, going. You know that going into yes, Seattle. Yes, and you need to know on third down. What am I doing at fourth down? If it's fourth and five, are we gonna? Am I, if we're gonna kick the field goal, then okay. 
We'll, we'll go up. We'll run the clock out and kick the field goal. Not what are we doing? What's going on? Are we running a play? Timeout. That's that's what's we there should have been a it should have been third and five timeout 107 on the clock. Right. And you're supposed to practice these situations. You practice the two yeah. minute drill. You, like you said, you made a great point. Like you really made a great point. On third down, you have to already know what you're doing on fourth down. Yes. You can't be figuring out when the 40-second play start, clock starts what you're going to do there. You can't be trying to make that decision. Yeah, exactly. It's seconds. too much. You it's too much know. going it's, on. But it's pre-scripted. You've worked through it. I don't care if you haven't played any games together. You practice those situations in practice. You see it all the time. You practice the two-minute drill. Every practice ends with a two-minute drill. Yeah. Yo, the other, pro- the other problem is, Nick, when I'm watching it, I feel like if they don't have any timeouts, they still don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's the yeah. thing. Like, if they say if they say they didn't have any timeouts, it looked like they were just gonna run the shit out. <laughs> Either way, timeout or no timeout, they they were they were flustered. They didn't know what was going on. No idea what was going on. And again, like the guy has, a, there's a lack of situational awareness. Like he had no idea. What no about feel the feel for the game? What about the timeouts in between the kneels, though? Oh, I was just about to say that. Then this jerk off. <laughs> Then this asshole, <laughs> this guy, unreal that he called those yo, last two timeouts. Yo, Un- that, what an asshole. Unreal despicable. That he called, uh, despicable. Despicable. What are you, yeah. he's there, it, 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 unreal. Unbelievable that he called those timeouts. And he's sitting there looking flustered. Why are you calling these timeouts, man? Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I, I'm yes, telling you. Final answer. Yes or no, Russ can call a timeout there over Rodgers. Yes. Got yeah. to. Got to. All right, let's move on. In the situations good, of stupidity, someone has to rise. And some, <laughs> someone has to make a decision. Someone has to, what's, what's going, going on, on here? On? Hey, what's going on here? Somebody <laughs> take the fucking wheel. So, car so, can't drive itself. Hey, the car is either going to go off the cliff or I got to hey. stop this joint. Hey. And I'm going to have to stop this car right here. Um, but real quick, can we give – we got to give real quick credit to our boy Geno Smith, man. Like that. Shout was, out, uh, Geno, man. That, what did he say at the end of the game? So uh, they wrote me off. I ain't right back. But I ain't right back. Hey, Great game. On awesome the spot, by the way. Half. On, the, on yes, the spot. He came up he with that in the he, Yeah, he didn't have that loaded. She said, because he was trying to get out the interview. He's like, yeah. yo, are you? What? He's like, I, real quick, I, like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And she goes, well, you know, Gino, I see that it's, it's you know, the emotions are coming over you. They they wrote you off. He was like, yeah. I ain't right back, though. They wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. Yeah, great first half. And the Seattle defense, I think Pete Carroll outcoached uh, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously. But Seattle yeah, defense, those boys flying around. Seattle defense was flying all I really, over the place. I really enjoyed plays. the like game that. on a on a hitting physicality level. There Very was a physical. lot of thumping going on Very the physical. entire game across the board. I, I enjoyed Reminds that Reminds me of the Legion of Boom minus the size. Like, yeah, Pete Carroll. You know, Pete Carroll likes to bring his corners up into the box and get yeah. active, though. You know no what question. I mean? No, no, none of that. None of that. Even though he had a great game, none of that. Eddie Jackson tackling in uh, Seattle. Pete yeah, Carroll no. wants you stepping up, making a play. He's always like big physical uh, type corners. Yeah. So I'm all, all right. Good, you. the bad of NFL Week One. <laughs> Shout out Russell Wilson. I hope he doesn't talk. I hope he just relaxes today. Yeah. No extra shit, Russ. Today. Let's go. Go <laughs> watch some film. He's already relax. doing some extra shit. <laughs> all right. What are your uh, your good and bad of week one? Obviously, let me give you some of the good stuff that you could pick from. Yep. Mahomes Always. is still Patrick Mahomes. Five oh, TVs, really? Wait, he's no, not done? No Tyreek Hill. Doesn't matter. But he was washed. Tom Brady, efficient. Got the W. Of course, there's the Chicago Bears, but don't touch that one because we'll get into that one. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get the W. There's a lot of stuff. What? What? Give me your good, and then we'll get into the bad. So I'm going to throw a couple curveballs on you for my good, man, because I yeah. gotta, you know, I talk big shit. I have my people who I can't stand, but when yeah. they do, when they do things, I gotta give credit. So I'm gonna give credit to two quarterbacks who I have relentlessly killed on this podcast for years. Yeah. First one, Carson Wentz. Um, not a Carson Wentz guy. The game was classic Carson Wentz. It was the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ultimately, when it mattered, down the stretch, Carson Wentz made some absolutely big-time throws for the Washington football Commanders. team, Commanders, Redskins, to win uh, to win the game when it counted, right? So I just thought in the fourth quarter, had that game on the red zone, um, and he just was making play after play after play for them. Threw a couple picks early on, um, 
And again, you get the full Carson Wentz experience. I still don't think he's that guy. But man, I got to give him credit for uh, for leading with that one. I get it was against Jacksonville, but we're talking about Washington here. It was not a great team either. So shout out Carson Wentz. And then your guy, man. Hey, look, Mister Guaranteed Money, Mister Mediocre, Mr. Mon- the Money Man, the Money Man. You see the, the, see the video after the game? He had the terrible little, uh, <laughs> terrible little button up short sleeve joint. Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins was phenomenal on Sunday. Kirk Cousins was phenomenal. I think a lot of it was Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson might be on his way to being the best receiver in the NFL at this point in time. But Kirk Cousins was awesome. And I was waiting for that entire game for Kirk Cousins to do Kirk Cousins things, and it never happened. So I'm, I'm going to give my two game balls to Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. I'm really happy for them. And then my third one, I'm going to take it out to your neck of the woods. Shout out to New York Giants, man. Brian Dable going for it on fourth down with Saquon Barkley getting the touchdown, winning 21-20. Breaking it down the locker room with the team afterwards. After two or three years of Joe Judge, who seemed like he had no personality at all, you get Dayball in there, who I know you're a big fan of. Um, yeah, massive. Tough fought win for them. But again, those are the games that the Giants the last couple of years are absolutely blowing. Um, still got to work out some shit with Daniel Jones. Still threw some horrendous interceptions in that game. He's not that guy, man. He's not good. Yeah, Daniel he's just not, Jones yeah, will he's, not be around yeah, come next great year. At, the great athlete. Jones. Great athlete, but yeah, he's just not a he's not a good quarterback. But a uh, good win for them, and I, I was I was I was happy to see them. Yeah, I threw, that's I threw three three obscure teams at you. But that's yeah. a that's a that's a a great segue into my good because I want to start with Saquon Barkley. Hmm. Now I know a lot of you probably didn't watch the full tilt of Giants Tennessee Titans. <laughs> no, I I I in fact have NFL Plus. Shout out, hit me if you need to log in. Oh, so they can and new, new I went and rewatched just because I was no, I knew I was going to talk about it on uh, on MSG Network. So I'm like, let me go watch this game. I'm gonna need that login. Absolutely. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> this this guy Saquon Barkley looked like fucking Earl Campbell. He looked like Bo Jackson. I'm not and, and I'm not and I'm not saying that lightly. Right. He was big, fast, strong, and was finishing runs, and it wasn't of finishing a run here and there. He finished every run he had. He was trying to, it looked like he was trying to kill people out there. Yeah. He looked like he was at Penn state. Mm. All the hype of him and doing quad exercises and squatting 1100 pounds. He looked in shape. He looked physical and Dayball was getting him the rock early and often. And he was punishing people. Go watch the extended highlights of the Giants or whatever else you want to do, he looked phenomenal. Yeah. That's number one for the good for me. Number two is the Steelers, man. Mm. I was killing the Steelers. You, you have good in that game? Oh, boy, I got to hear this. No, no. I, the, <laughs> when, anytime you could turn someone over five times. Yeah. It's all coaching, bro. Hey. It's all coaching. The, the defensive – because I'm going to tell you this, man. If you if you create five turnovers, you should be winning the game easily if your offense is doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. There's no reason in, in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not even going to bash Mr. Trubisky, but you know what time it is over there. If you turn over a team five times, <laughs> you, should, another w. You, you, you should not be scratch, scratching and clawing to win the game. So my, my big ups is to the Steelers and their defense and continuing to show up. Minka Fitzpatrick is an absolute player, ball player, whatever you want to call him. Player. He is a stud. Comes up, fills, can cover, plays special teams. Yeah, what a great Come, trade when they made Comes that. up in massive spots all the time. Yeah. Trubisky didn't win the game. I don't want to hear that. Trubisky made one play at the end of the game. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has always been on the Man. end on the on the on the four. If you look at it, I think I posted that stat in the group chat over the last like what six years. He's he's fifth in quarterback win percentage. He always finds himself in the end of wins that he had nothing <laughs> to do with. So that's a talent. Listen, but, he did. Yeah. He he made a couple plays. Yeah, I, he did. I understand yeah. that. Look, man, quarterbacks lose it. games all over the league Bro, every week. There's an, we and this, let me week. ask you this. Let me ask you this actually. When you see a game like that, because I'm giving my game ball to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play phenomenal. They showed up. They turned them over. That was the only way they win the game is if they against, go in against there. Against the defending AFC champions. If they go in there and turn them over the way in, they did. In Cincinnati. In, that's what I'm saying. That's the only way they win. They go in and turn them over like that. That's how they have a chance to win. Let me ask you this, Nick. Is it 
actually, I'm not even gonna get it. I was oh, gonna, no, ask, no, I it. was gonna, no, no, I was gonna ask you like, did did Cincy win it or did they lose it? Type of thing. Oh, this, <laughs> it's, uh, this is uh, get up. Thanks for getting up with us. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that. Well, look, the end you know of that what I'm game. Like, are you worried about Cincy or is it like? Because I'm gonna tell you this. I still think that. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not that good of a football team. And I but, think since he's just a really good football team. So here's the, the thing. The fact that I guess put it like this the fact that they were still in that game, turning it over the way they 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 probably should have won the game. They missed two field goals, right? Okay. To win the game. So are, are you on the since he's all right, they played a really bad game, Burrow will be back, or is it like, man, Steelers came in here and turned them over crazy and you're worried about it? We've been saying for three years the Pittsburgh Steelers are a bad football team. And they make the playoffs every year and they do this type of shit. Somehow this guy, look, say what you want to like Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL at this point. Like, let's keep it real. Cause they, they have, they've had a talent void in that uh, organization for the last few years. And they've had every reason to go one and 15, two and 14, I guess two and 15, things like 15, that. Now. 15, and, four and one against the spread as row as, uh, as divisional underdogs. So yeah, Mike knows what's up. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm never counting out the Steelers. Like it's one of those things where I'm just never going to count them out. Cause again, out at the roster they had last year had no business getting in. So I'm never going to count them out. What I will say is this about the Bengals, right? And I'm sorry if I sound like a broken, a broken record on this, but Hey, look, man, if you have a quarterback and that quarterback is good and you want him to continue to be good, you need to protect him. So Joe Burrow getting sacked seven times on Sunday, which is the same thing we were talking about last year. Like obviously, they improved a little bit last year. They, they got to the Super Bowl despite their offensive line last year. Year before, they, they broke his leg, right? But you're still now in year four of Burrow, or just year three of Burrow, you still have these issues on the offensive line. So if your quarterback is worrying about when the next hit is going to come, of course he's going to be turning it over left and right, no matter how talented he is. I have yet to find the quarterback. And let me know where he's at if you know where he is, because I'll sign him. I've yet to find the quarterback <laughs> that can play from his back. Where is he? Where is he? Where, where's the quarterback that can play from his back? Why don't we you protect go sign the quarterback? What squad we, you go sign him to? Hey, more broken record shit. Why is Tom Brady <laughs> playing the NFL for 25 years? Because the whole time in New England, they prioritize keeping him off of his back. Because it matters. If your quarterback has a clean pocket to operate from, if he's not seeing ghosts every time he drops back, he will be fine if he's a good enough quarterback. I'm not worried about Joe Burrow. Shitty games happen. What I am worried about is their inability to protect him. You cannot, under any circumstance, have your quarterback getting sacked seven times in a football game. Eventually, that shit adds up. He will get hurt. He will lose confidence. He will be hearing footsteps whenever he drops back, and he will not be able to operate the way that you want him to. So again, man, I know every week, offensive line and defensive line, I say build from the trenches because it matters. Protect the quarterback or get to the quarterback. Start there. Protect the quarterback, get to the quarterback. They're not protecting this man, right? And they're lucky he's young and hasn't started flexing his Russ Wilson muscles yet because veteran quarterbacks wouldn't be going for this, man. You can't have this guy getting sacked seven times at home in week one. The season just started. You're not dealing with injury. And this guy's on a rookie deal. So where's the money being spent if you're not – and I know they signed up. They signed well, my they, man. They, from, upgraded they signed the a dude unit. from Tampa Bay. I think they signed Ryan Jensen. Yeah. That right, was a Ryan Jensen or one of those guys. Yeah, they upgraded the unit, but it's still – hey, look, then talk to the offensive line coach because it's still not working, man. Anytime I see last year's problems creep into this year, a la the Cowboys getting 10 penalties on Sunday night, it tells me that you haven't fixed you haven't fixed your biggest issue, and the biggest issue with the Bengals was the offensive line. So yeah, I am worried if your quarterback's gonna be playing the game from his back. So yes, I, it, it, to me, it's more the Bengals losing it because you were at home, you weren't playing against a good team, and the thing that was holding you back was clear. So yeah, that's that man. I I, I, yeah. I I'm, I'm not I'm because I, he overcame he over he was overcoming a lot of stuff to 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 get these W's. You know what Last I'm saying? Last year, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. He he kind of with a ragtag group, he did what he had to do and got to the Super Bowl. And yeah, that needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. Seven no sacks, man. Like that shit is. It, it, this guy got hurt in the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl he was getting killed. Yeah. Killed. Okay, let's keep it. Let's keep it with the negativity. The, the, the negativity is thriving right now. Don't catch up. Oh, I'm ready. Who Give me. <laughs> Give me your bad. So we went over the good. Let's talk about the bad. Shout out Kirk Cousins, man. You, you showed my guy some love. Man. He yeah, won me some Kirk. money on Sunday, shout too. Out, shout out Kirk Cousins, Shout out man. the money, man. 
Oh man, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. What, what, where, do, where, do, where do we want to begin? I put this in the group message the other day. It kind of hurt my soul to say it, but I'm going to put the question. I guess it's almost a mute point now because he's out six to eight weeks. But my question was, hey, is Dak is Dak Prescott good? Yes, he is. Okay, I just want to make sure because da- I don't know. Dak what, is good. Dak has know, Dak had no help. No help at all. I don't know what that was on Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys they picked looked up where terrible, they left though. off last year. A team that is rudderless, has no direction. No heart, no direction, no anything. I don't get how you literally get killed for penalties all offseason, and you come out in this game and you commit 10. Well, it's because uh, it's just not something you fixed overnight. You can't just tell the guys, hey. You didn't hey, have guys, overnight. You had 100 days. But you, no, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? It's not one of those things where like, hey, guys, no penalties tonight. It's like, Well, dude, no, but the, I pushed back on that. But the, the culture – the culture, the Bears were a penalty machine last year. You look at the Bears on Sunday; well, they played discipline. That's a you new coach and a new regime. That's the okay. same fucking coach and the same exactly. shit. So what are you talking about? They, fire they, this guy. Well, that's a whole other conversation. But, Jerry Jones, I, I, I really think Jerry Jones should come out and be like, "He got me." Yeah. yeah oh yeah. I got bamboozled. Yeah, for sure. Mike McCarthy's not the guy. He's he, not that guy. He. he he, I got hoodwinked when he said he was doing all this. Remember? Studying, remember, yeah. Doing all the studying, learning to become yeah. a better head coach situationally. I've been watching remember film. They had Mike McCarthy. He had set up like a like a barn. Yes. Or like a garage. And yes. he was doing like – he was like the analytics guy and situational. Yeah. And he had revamped how he was He's looking at the NFL. And he fucking bamboozled Jerry Jones. Yeah. Just yeah. come out. Hey, man, cut your losses. He no. got me. Because that dude is not the answer. And I, I don't know. Now, some people will argue it's hard to it's hard to have a conversation about the Cowboys and not talk about Jerry Jones, who is the roster man. Absolutely. Is the president for the squad that he showed up with. They have no wide receivers. They have none. And they they essentially expect uh what up, bro, baby? What's good, doc? They expected um they expected Dak to just overcome everything. And do create miracles, I guess. He gave that terrible deal to Zeke. We've been screaming. No ketchup was born in 2017. <laughs> Since 2017, we have been telling people don't pay running backs. Don't man. pay them. Don't fucking go to Appalachian State and find another running back. They're all over the place. They're all backs. over the place. We're plenty of running backs sitting at the crib right do now. Do not run. give running backs $100 million deals. Saquon Barkley could go for 1850 this year. 19 touchdowns. If he wants 80 million guaranteed or the Christian McCaffrey deal, bye. Yo, I'm 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 moving, buddy. No chance, never. Yeah. So it's hard to argue. Mike McCarthy's not the guy, but it's hard to argue about Jerry Jones because he's the trigger man when it comes to roster decisions, and that roster is not up to snuff. They were the only team that didn't score a touchdown in week one. That's well, insane. Can, well, didn't their field goal come on the first possession? First possession of the game. And they, they, didn't, the they didn't score for the rest of the game. game. The rest of the game, they didn't score. So I mean, that's just like a that's just a full-on disaster. And again, I think that uh I think that Dak is escaping some criticism, obviously, because he got hurt, but he looked awful in that game. Dallas Cowboys looked unprepared in that game. You're talking about at home in prime time against. Remember, we were talking last week. Oh, is, is Tom going to be able to focus? He's got all these problems going on. Tom seemed pretty focused to me on Sunday night. You know who wasn't? It was the Dallas Cowboys. So they are absolutely uh, part of my ugly. Um, I'll give you another ugly. Uh, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. What is that? Disgusting. I get, I get Patrick Mahomes is coming to town. But again, week one at home. You got embarrassed. You got embarrassed. And 14 of those points came in garbage time, right? Which they are garbage time kings. The Car- the Cardinals are garbage time kings on offense. Um, and that's why I think they've got a lot of backdoor covers if you look over the past couple of years. It's a really bad situation. The Cardinals will put up some points late in the game and cover the spread late. It's a really but bad situation. They bad just extended situation. They just extended Kingsbury. Uh, uh, inexplicably. For no reason. Yeah, great house. I don't understand why they do that. But yeah. That's fine. They stand Murray. And then put out every bad story you possibly can about him. It just seems like a mess over there. It's a mess. It's that's, been a mess. That's it. And I understand they play the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs looked ridiculous. 
Yeah, sure. I haven't watched that again. I need to go watch that before in the next couple of days. But yeah, that's another bad one. I mean, what 100%. was the game plan? The leading rusher in that game was Kyler Murray with five carries for 29 yards. My, so, I mean, let me give, I, can I give you my bad one? Yeah. I'm a big fan of this guy. Huge fan of this guy. My bad is Kyle Shanahan. Because I think he's I think he's too dug in on this Trey Lance situation. Guy sucks. I think he decided that Trey Lance was the guy like a long, long time ago. And he's completely dug in on it. And I understand it was a monsoon, and we're gonna see a lot more, but it wasn't a monsoon a couple of weeks prior to that in the in the preseason. Well, they it came out in monsoon. July and announced starter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a monsoon a year prior. We've seen him on the field a couple times in a non-monsoon situation, and he just doesn't look very good. Now, I get that Jimmy G is back, and 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 I and I and I'm and I don't think Kyle is afraid to pivot and go back to Jimmy G. But this the whole situation as is is bizarre. Not good. It's bizarre. Bizarre. And, you literally have your, your, your a starting quarterback sitting. Yeah, go ahead. And you have a guy. He there's something missing here with the Jimmy. He just he he doesn't believe Jimmy G can get it done. So his next option was the, it has to be the to go with the guy that he drafted. But the way the whole situation was handled, and then for them to come out and look how they looked in Chicago, was tough. And I'm and I'm excited to see what they look like here in the next coming weeks. But I, he, he dug in on the Trey Lance situation and he, and he didn't, and he didn't need to, he put all the eggs in the Trey Lance basket. And it looks like that's going to be a tough thing to swallow. And they also shitted on Jimmy G while doing it. I mean, they were, again, anytime you see any of these leaks in the media, it all comes from the team, right? Jimmy G after we signed him, we couldn't get in contact with him for six weeks. Jimmy G doesn't work hard. Uh, you know, he's not really Mr. Film study guy. Like you put out all that shit, which only comes from team sources. Cause the only people who know that are folks inside the building. Yeah. Right. Then you fail to trade him or whatever you were trying to do. So you bring him back on the roster. He's just kind of there hanging out behind Trey Lance. This is a guy who you've won a ton of games with. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a really strange situation. I remember right when they announced that extension or that they were bringing him back, I texted you and you were both, we were both like, yo, this, it just doesn't make sense. It's not great for Lance. It's not great for Garoppolo. It's not great for the 49ers. And then you come out on Sunday and look, I was sending you the video weeks ago on this guy's throwing. What is going on out there, man? Yeah, Shout my fault. Like, my bad. Oh, my bad. Sounds like, sounds like the purge out there. Oh. So, yeah. I was sending you the videos of Trey Lance's throwing motion. And I was like, dog, this isn't going to work. You can't. That that wind up shit like you, you, what is this? Yeah, what it's is coming this? out. Like it's coming goal. out very very side on. Very it takes a while very to long. get there. Yeah, and good and yeah, good NFL pass rushers are just going to be batting that down all day. So yeah, the problem is is if you start to struggle with Trey Lance, the pressure is going to come externally it's a and in, now. This is and what I'm internally. saying. Internally, guys like Trent Williams are going to oh, look yeah. at Shanahan and be like, "Hey man, hey, what I'm the trying fuck to win is ball. going on? We won a bunch of them with this dude last year. This guy's still winding up the ball." We, we, need to, we need to make a move here. And so it's just an uncomfortable situation. Now, also, it's like if you wanted to trade Garoppolo after week one, and there's plenty, there's a couple teams that would probably be in the market for a quarterback, you can't really trade him. I wouldn't feel comfortable getting rid of him now. I absolutely would not. I'm holding on to him because I don't know where this is going to go. You have a good roster. Obviously, you were in the NFC Championship game last year. So it's a really bad situation. I think that's why if you were going to go with Lance, man, you just had to have a clean break. It would be like if the Packers decided that they were going to start Jordan Love and then they just benched Aaron Rodgers. And also, guys are looking around like, why exactly did Jimmy get benched? Like, what what did he do to get benched? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it, it's just so it's just a confusing situation over there. Hopefully, they get it figured out because I like Shanahan. I, I'm like you. I'm with him, man. I think he's a really smart guy offensively. I hate what he did to RG three. I'll never forgive him for that. Him and his dad. But um. You know, I, I just I, I'm not I'm not in on the Trey Lance thing. I'm not in on quarterbacks who haven't played football for three years. Remember, he only played one game his last year in college, and it was an exhibition that was for the sole purpose of getting him drafted. So it's just kind of like, and they were talking about pregame. Shanahan was surprised at 
you know, how how far behind he was. And it's like the dude hasn't played football in three years. So we'll see. I'm trying to I was trying to fade that that ambulance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wild. Something's there. going on over yeah. here in Brooklyn, man. Gotham but, City. But uh yeah, you're 100 percent right. So we're gonna see how it shakes, but to have the roster that he has and to kind of put all your eggs in the, the rookie quarterback basket. Scary. It's tough because if it doesn't pan, it's fucking it's, it's you don't you don't bounce. You don't bounce from that. You know what I'm saying? He so. looked bad, man. He looked he looked yeah, like you said, not not like I think you and I both look for kind of the same things as far as like I don't necessarily look at numbers. It's more like how do you look out there? Like the eyes. We always talk about the eyes. Do you look comfortable being an NFL quarterback? It didn't look he, like it, man. He, he had no command man. at all. And he like, doesn't no in the pre- he doesn't in press conferences yeah. either. He doesn't. Just remember same when thing Trubisky, we used to see with Trubisky. Yes. Dude, yes, Trubisky yes, would come yes. out in press conferences yeah. and you would be like Nah, man, this dude's right. not it. This and guy that's why when, when you look at like a field, it's like I remember someone said, someone said when they drafted Fields, they're like the difference between Fields and Trubisky is this: like Mitchell Trubisky has always been the best athlete his entire life, so he just played quarterback. You know what I mean? But he's not really a quarterback; he's just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, Justin Fields is a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like you're that's talking also about the, a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, it's also a phenomenal athlete, but the leadership aspect. The command, just understand, feeling comfortable back there. When you're watching Trey Lance, there, there wasn't a lot of, there was no comfortability. It's almost like, man, three years ago, I was sitting in Fargo, North Dakota, Help. fucking uh, trying to figure <laughs> out what I'm going to do when football's over. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like, what now, am I going to do? Now, now I'm a starting quarterback for the fucking yeah. 49ers. Now I got Roquan Smith coming off the edge, yeah. and, I, and it's and it's pouring rain, it's pouring and rain. I can't see I'm anything. In Chicago, this sucks. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, fucking A. Jimmy, Jimmy's sitting over here. Like, this is just crazy to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He, he doesn't man. look so, like he, he looks like he's still waking up from the dream. Yeah, no question. So let's uh, let's close it out with the Bears, man. Chicago man. Bears. Blues. Get a big W, man. 1910. Bulls. A little nine point win at home. I'll take it. They, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I felt at the end. I was like, I don't really know how much I've learned about the squad or what's going on. But I like I'll take this W because I I tweeted this out in the first half. I was like, okay, the only offensive plays we have are run up the middle in a screen. Yeah. And I get it's raining. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but we got to throw the ball. We got to throw the ball to a tight end or somebody else. He did not complete a pass to the a game. receiver or a tight end the whole first half. He didn't, he didn't complete a pass to a wide receiver or a tight end the whole first half. So the second half, we opened it up a little bit. Khalil Herbert and a couple other people came out and said, "Hey, like they got up in halftime and got on the whiteboard, dog. Coach this up. Like, here's what we're doing. This is what we need to switch up. And, and you saw it in the second half. Coaching. They coached Coaching. They hey, coached it still matters, up. right? Like, you still got to coach, guys. You still got to get on white. You still got to get in somebody's ass, right? Like, that type of shit matters. It's not all about being some whiz kid who believes so much in their own shit that, you know, you're not up there doing the nitty gritty. Look, man. I, I'll push back. I think I learned a lot from the Bears in that win. I saw that team show resilience. I saw that team show grit. A lot of like, look, a lot of that corny shit, like we just got done watching the Dan Campbell hard knocks, and it's like, yeah, a lot of that shit is corny. Players eat that shit up. They would much rather have a Dan Campbell or a Matt Eberflus and his hits principal than a Matt Nagy type guy who thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Like the players eat that shit up. They like that type of shit. They like the straightforwardness of it. I get it can sound a little bit corny, but like, yo, in moments like that, where it was time for kind of like a nut check for the Bears, right? You're down 10 nothing. You're getting your ass kicked at home. Nothing's working for you. Like, you got to find that spark. And I think in years past, that team would have just rolled down and died or it would have gotten worse, right? You saw how excited they were after the win. Like, that shit was legit. That's genuine. You got Ryan Poles coming down to the field in a full-on suit, hugging his head coach, hugging his players, like, I saw a lot from that Bears team, man. I think defensively they were flying all over the place. That is a clear uh, mark of the head coach and what he wants them to do defensively. I think Eddie Jackson was back in the mix. And they were going after the ball. They were looking to get the ball ball. every turn, bro. Give me ball. Where's the ball at? Right. We don't have some high-powered – we got to create as many chances as we possibly can. Then when you talk about fields, two massive plays when you absolutely needed them, right? Absolutely needed those plays. Um, you start talking about what the discipline that they played with. Remember all the penalties they would have during the Nagy era? 
penalty here, dumb penalty here, dumb penalty here, always in the fourth quarter. The Bears used to not be able to score in the third quarter. We came out in the third quarter busing on Sunday. Like, I felt really good about that Bears win. And I think that, you know, for me, it, it comes down to the head coach, man. I feel like if it, the type from what we've seen in press conferences, from what I've read about him, it seemed like his DNA is kind of in that club with how they played on Sunday. I really do feel that. Yeah, Maybe I'm sipping that. the juice. And no. also, I don't remember being this excited about a Bears win, and I couldn't tell you when. You're the biggest on, like, hey, the last couple of years, don't win these games. And games yeah. that we won, we come on Monday and be upset that they won. <laughs> I, I felt like it was the first game the Bears had won in three years. I really do. Like, I, I, yeah. I can't remember being that excited about a Bears win. It was a fun win, too. Fun. That was the. It was just a fun win. The The rain... Hey, man, for all the hate that the field was getting held up really well, I don't care what anybody says. The lines might have been crooked and shit might have been puddles everywhere, but there wasn't a lot of people slipping around and falling around. There wasn't divots in the field. So shout out uh, to the grounds crew over there. But, yeah, man, I agree with you with the DNA. The DNA from the defensive side especially was all over this club, and they were flying around and were physical. I, I need to see them on a regular in a regular situation, though. Sure. <laughs> because – what did we say going into the year? Justin we weren't talking about the defense flying around. Yeah, We weren't talking about them hard-hitting safeties and Brisker, who played really well. The rookie looked like he belongs. It was about Justin Fields and how he looked and his elevation in year, in his rookie year for me. <laughs> this, is, this is just his rookie year, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing is – the offense in a regular game. And guess what? We're going to get to see him on prime time here uh-huh. <laughs> in about six days on Sunday night football in Lambeau with the Green Bay Packers team coming off a loss. I'm looking to see the game plan coming into that. There's not going to be a lot of rain. The, there's not going to be an excuse on why, you know, we can't open it up and do what we do. So I'm excited to see how that shakes. I loved them sliding into the awesome they, they just feel like a team they they were playing for each other and i fun. think like you said the dna rubs off on those guys from uh from Eberfield. yeah and obviously we want to see a more complete game from the offense but i will say this man like the elite quarterbacks the top quarterbacks like you can have a shitty game but if we always talk about how a game comes down to one or two or three plays when those plays need to be made, Justin Fields made them. He did. And that is that is the most inc- – I'm taking anything from that game as far as the Justin Fields development. It's like, hey, when we needed the plays to be made, he made high-level plays that ended up winning us a ball game. That's all I need, right? That is what I'm looking for. Again, the other shit's going to have to work itself out. They still have issues on the offensive line. There's still a, a, a talent gap, right? We don't We don't have the best receivers, don't have – whatever, the most talent on offense. But when a play needed to be made, and especially broken down plays, that first one, the, the, the pass to uh, Pettis, was 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 a broken down play that Justin Fields made, kept his yeah. eyes downfield and yeah. made the play, right, when we needed it. So if I can pull that from it, if I can say, hey, look, man, this dude, this dude made the plays that needed to be made when we needed them, I'm good with it, man. Eight Everything completions. else was working on it. Eight it's completions, fine. two of them are touchdowns. Two of them so are fucking that, touchdowns. That lay, Three of them really mattered. That tells you that, you know, he made the biggest plays at the biggest times, no question. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Bears Sunday night. Primetime makes me nervous, man. We don't play well on primetime. We don't play well at Green Bay either. We, yeah, this, yes. That's, that's, that's a classic. We don't play well against Aaron Rodgers, and we definitely and we don't, don't. Especially don't with them coming, them coming off, off, a off a loss. Yeah, you saw they lost to the Saints last year and then came out the next week. I think they played the Vikings or somebody, or the Lions, and absolutely smashed them. So, um, yeah. I think are, you sound, are you sounding Aaron alarms Rodgers, in Green Bay? You're not sounding alarms uh, in Green um, Bay, are you? No, nah, but I'm holding the handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sounding the lines, but I'm holding the I'm holding You're not the sitting back. You're not, your, feet, your feet aren't kicked up. I, I'm, exactly. I, <laughs> the shit's on fire, but I'm not I, – I ain't left the couch yet. I think um, – I said this yesterday on the betting exchange, man. Wide receivers matter. Yeah. You can't – I don't give a fuck who the quarterback is. You can't just throw motherfuckers out there and expect them to get separation and create big plays and do all this type of stuff. So – yeah, I'm interested hey, because I'm going to tell you this, man. I don't. 
Aaron Rodgers is not going to have the patience for it. He's not going to be in week eight and they're four and four. And he's like, yeah, we're going to grind it out. We're going to, he's going to start getting pissed off and he's going to start saying it in the media and shit's going to start well, to crumble over there. That's my opinion. The That's what I look think. In the mirror. He needs to look in the mirror. He's like, never yeah, going to look in the mirror. Exactly. Because Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Never look in the He's mirror. never gonna look in the mirror because I don't think what what doing of it would be his. He would say, "Yo, you, you got." I ran Devonte Adams out of town. He didn't. Run. Yes, he did run Devonte. Devonte left. Devonte left because he didn't want to be part of the Aaron Rodgers circus. What do you mean? Why else do you leave to go play with Derek Carr? He says, "Guy." So is Aaron Rodgers who it's throws the best ball 130 friend. times a year, and it wasn't worth. You're talking, like Devon- of, was a, you're talking like Devontae. You're talking like Devontae went to the. said it. He wasn't sure of what was going to go on with Rodgers. He didn't want to be along for that ride. Listen, sure. dude, if you're an elite player and you spent the last two off seasons with your quarterback playing some mind fuck game of whether or not he's going to come back, and like your your livelihood is directly related to said quarterback, you're going to want a part of this, man. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to hang around and, and just be. Let me ask you this. Subjected to where Aaron Rodgers wants to go. Come on. How man. has the green? How have the Green Bay Packers? Have the Green Bay Packers run the organization the right way? Ten? No. No. Okay. But both that, things can be true. Mean, both things can be true. That what? That that Rodgers ran Adams out of town and that the Green Bay Packers aren't a well-ran organization. They can both be true. But I think if the organization was run the right way, Aaron's not mad. And then there's not there's not so many question marks when it comes to what the fuck is going on. Why are you drafting backup quarterbacks in the first round? Why have Absolutely. I not got a skill player in 15 fucking seasons? Absolutely. But why I have you saying- sent? Why have you shipped out all the guys that I rock with and throw touchdowns to without talking to me? And why is Devonte leaving for the same amount of money to go to Oakland when he could still play with because Aaron Rodgers? Part, it's partly success. the the organ is shit's not being run the right way. Over oh there. my god! It's also he doesn't want to deal with this guy, dude. This guy, come on, dude. Could you imagine being a teammate the last two off seasons with this guy? Do you think that was fun for the locker room? No, I, I understand. Not that. at all. I understand. Not that. at all, man. And especially if you're a player, again, of a lot of stature like Devontae Adams, you're like, so just why, so is it, clear. why am I expected to, 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 to hitch my wagon to Aaron Rodgers? If, so just, I, if he wants to be here on Tuesday, I want to be here on Tuesday. So if just so I'm Wednesday, clear. I don't want to be here on Wednesday. Just so I'm clear, Big Nick. Yes. Come week six or seven. Yep. Packers are struggling. Yep. They're three and four. Uh-huh. It's Aaron Rodgers' fault. No, but I, I, I'll, oh. if, if, if they're struggling because okay. they don't have Devontae Adams, it's Aaron oh. Rodgers' fault. He has oh. to take some blame in it. Okay. He has to take some blame in it. Yeah, sure. You don't think that what happened over the last couple offseasons took its toll on his teammates? I mean, you come don't on. Think he, you don't think – no, of course it did. But, you know, I, I think a big reason why he it got to where the level it was is because Mark Murphy and those guys are running shit fucked up over there. For sure, but both things can be true. You're acting as if yeah. like no, Devontae Adams not mad about but that. But one he's thing leads to, an, but one thing leads to another, Bruce. and I think it was a culmination. The reason he was acting like that is because it was a culmination of a lot of the things that the Packers organization was doing over the last 15 seasons. Right, and Aaron chose to handle it the way that he chose to handle it, which rubbed some folks the wrong way. Sure, we can, sure. we all have a choice in how we handle things. Sure, and regardless of whether or not he's justified or whatever it is, it clearly rubbed Devontae Adams the wrong way because he was becoming collateral damage. Sure. Or his career was. And he's saying, my career is not going to be collateral damage to Aaron Rodgers and decisiveness. I got to go do my own thing. Sure. And he killed on Aaron. Sunday. They literally, after after that drop by uh, Light Skin Buddy, the, the Christian Watkins, uh, Devontae Adams, I think 15 seconds later, had a, a big-ass play. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's just like. That was such a weird drop. Let me awesome. let me explain to you my thoughts on the drop before we get out of here. It's a terrible drop. He the, the kid doesn't even come close to catching it. I mean, like, it doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, fumble it, hit his hands, and, like, it was almost like, fuck, the ball's coming. I, I just, Let me put my hands out and, like. It's like if I was that open and Aaron yes, Rodgers threw had no, he had, freak out. He had zero chance of catching that. And if you were watching that game, and I was because I had the Vikings, they, they cut to Rodgers, and his face said so much. He, like, looked to the sideline like, fucking told y'all man told y'all they can't catch oh this is like what do, what do you expect so it's a it's a tough spot if, if, if they <laughs> i if told he, y'all i can't catch I, no no he, he looked over like i told y'all these boys can't man. catch man you thought i was capping like there you go first play like so <laughs> what a fuck man that would have changed the entire game too oh like, yeah that was that wasn't like that was such a monumental drop <laughs> 
Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, such a drop. Yeah, the, yeah. First off, it, never, <laughs> never mind that it's six. It's like six when you really needed it. You yeah, know what I mean, and and like the, oh, the, coming off the off season that like him st saying stuff in pressers yeah, and the whole yeah. thing was just like yeah, what yeah. a chance to be like it was like a culmination. We're good, Aaron. And you just, like Bro. you said, he, he never looked confident. If, if I was watching that live, he, he was never going to catch that ball. No yeah. confidence. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, he just, like, he never even came close to catching that ball. Look, away from me. Yeah, he's just it. like, yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't know. Oh, shit. oh fuck, <laughs> he, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Seven, they scored seven points that whole game and, and blew seven points on the first play. That's how big, that's how big that, that drop was. But, all right, we'll leave it there. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Shalito. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. No catch up all over your platforms itunes spotify you already know the deal we'll be back next week for big nick the quick i'm your host charlotte no catch us for star chicago we have